Welcome back to Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about Mick Potter, the new Bulldogs coach. He has come in. He has done an awesome job for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. He's actually won both games that he has been at head coach for. That is insane, especially since they were on a losing record and weren't looking too good throughout the season. I wouldn't give all the credit to the coach, though. I think that Matt Burton's really found that combination with Josh Carr. I think they've really solidified that, which is awesome for the Bulldogs. Awesome for the Bulldogs. I think that not only giving Josh Carr now early ball, but kicking for him on fourth or fifth tackle, I mean, it just adds a whole another layer to the team and a whole lot more X factor to the team and unpredictability to the team, especially Matt Burton and his spiral bombs. I keep coming back to Matt Burton here, and that's because he is just such a freak for that team. The things that he's doing at the moment, it is just unheard of. The spiral bombs, the ball playing, the running game, the supporting. He is an absolute freak. Matt Burton and has done a lot of work for this club. And I actually don't see him leaving now. There was a lot of rumors that he was looking for another contract, that his manager was going to see some other offers. I don't reckon he's going to leave now. I reckon he's going to be that club guy. He's going to be the guy. He's going to really turn this club around. Not only Matt Burton, Joshua O'Carr, I think that his sort of presence around the boys and that the, just the feeling that he gives off you know he's a very exuberant sort of, sort of guy if that's how you want to put it he's a very uh, big personality and I think that has a big effect on the boys hence why he should be in state of origin but we won't talk about that now we'll talk about the Bulldogs the effect I think he's had on the boys in the camp I think it's been really really good Joshua Carr, especially for the Bulldogs who weren't going so well they've really started to win games and get a really good record under their belt and I know I could be a bit stupid here They've only won two games. What am I talking about? I do want to give a bit of credit, though, to Mick Potter. It was a bit of a Josh Hannay situation. The coach was sacked. He came in with a job to do and has done it, really. They've started to win games. He's sort of starting to improve the club in little sort of bits. For those of you who know Harry Potter, I think he's the real wizard. He is the real wizard, Harry. I don't think that the Bulldogs really need to be searching for another coach. I reckon that he's the guy. I reckon he's doing a really good job for them at the moment. Obviously, the two-game winning streak. But other than that, the combinations that are being built there, keeping Kyle Flanagan at seven, not chopping and changing the spine every two weeks, I think that Jake Avarillo is definitely, definitely the number one. I reckon he's definitely the fullback for the Bulldogs. I've been one of those guys sitting here scratching my head trying to figure out where Jake Avarillo fits into this side. I reckon fullback's the go for him. I do not see Matt Dufty staying at the club, unfortunately. He will probably go over to Warrington Wolves at the conclusion of this season. I think moving forward, Jake Avarillo is definitely the fullback for this club. He is so dangerous and so unpredictable there at fullback. Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan really liking this halves pairing. Kyle Flanagan's defense is so underrated. I reckon he's a really good defensive halfback. Uh, and he does little things for the Bulldogs that sort of go unnoticed as well. He complements Matt Burton really well. And I think Matt Burton sort of frees Kyle Flanagan up a bit as well. Kyle Flanagan does go a bit unnoticed, but that's just because Burton and Ado Carr and Avarillo, these guys are standing out in this side. Tevita Pangai Jr., guys really standing out in this side. I would even go as far as to say that Jeremy Marshall King has had a really, really good 
good few weeks over the past few weeks. And if Reid Marnie wasn't coming to the club, I would have Jeremy Marshall King as a long-term hooker. That's what actually worries me about the Bulldogs, having to move this side around again. Come when Reid Marnie comes and come when Viliami Kikau comes, there's guys that unfortunately will have to go. There's guys that won't be in the side constantly week in, week out. Guys that stay on the bench won't be there. There'll be less spots on the bench to fill. Because these guys like Viliami Kikau will be starting, obviously Jeremy Marshall King will have to be pushed to the bench due to uh, Reid Marnie starting at the nine role. Is Reid Marnie an 80-minute hooker? Yes, that is worse for Jeremy Marshall King. That means he'll get less time on the field. It will be a headache for Potter, but I think it's one that he'll be very happy to have. Looking at the Bulldogs' run home, they do have the Cronulla Sharks. Then the week after that, they have a bye. Round 18, they come up against the, let me look at the draw, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Then round 19, if my phone stops stuffing up, uh, they go on to verse the Titans, which is definitely a winnable game for them. Uh, And then the following week, they verse the Knights. Round 21, they verse the Cowboys. That'll be a tough one. Uh, Then the Warriors, round 23, the Parramatta Reels, round 24, Uh, They come up against the Sharks again. Round 25, Manly Seagulls. Out of those nine or so games, I reckon they win at least four, maybe even five of those. I reckon they're very capable of winning four or five of those games. It'll be a really good run home for them. I think if they do win five or so of those games, they can solidify their spot in the top eight but I think they might need to win just more than that. I'm not too sure as to how this for and against shit works and how the ladder sort of works, but I'm quite certain that if they win most of their games, if they win more than they lose, certainly they'll make their way into that top eight. And I reckon that if they do make the top eight come finals time, if they just slide into the top eight, I reckon they're going to be a real smoky to do something special. That's all I'm going to say. They're going to be a real smoky to do something special especially next year. Once they get Reid Marnie and Viliami Kikau, and once they get used to that roster, stacked roster, by the way, have a listen to this starting 17 for the Bulldogs for next year. This is my little predicted one. I literally just wrote this with a pen just then. Avarillo at fullback. This is very similar to the lineup the other night. Josh Carr and Jacob Carraz on the wings. Aaron Shoup, Corey Allen in the centers. Burton and Kyle Flanagan in the halves. Here's where it gets, here's where it gets interesting with the new guys. Max King, Tevita Pangai Jr. in the front row. Holy fucking shit. That doesn't get any more tough than that. Then you've got Reid Marnie at nine. You've got Josh Jackson and Viliami Kikau in the back row. Ryan Sutton, who they've signed from Canberra at lock. He is a gun, an absolute gun. And then you've got Jeremy Marshall King. Luke Thompson, Raymond for Taylor Mariner, and then you've got Corey Waddell coming off the bench for the Bulldogs. That is a hectic bench. It's a hectic forward pack. It is a stacked side, a stacked side. Reid Miney, William Kikau, Ryan Madison, big signings for that forward pack, and I reckon that is going to be a tough side to beat come 2023, especially in the hands of the real wizard, Mick Potter. One. Yeah.